So welcome to the B2B Influencer Marketing Chat Series. My name is Mariska Kestelo and I'm the founder of Word of Mice. Thank you so much for joining um, in 2021 and with already our second edition of, uh, of this year. Before we dive into the topic uh, together with Maris Kuklis from Etihad, I would like to give the word first to my co-host, which is Jaro. Hello everyone, welcome to another series of our podcast. Today our guest is Maris Kuklis from the Etihad Airways. And I'll just tell you quickly how this chat uh, on Zoom will look like. For so the first five minutes we'll have an introduction of Maris, then 25 minutes of a discussion about airlines that he had and influencer marketing. After that, we'd like to answer your some questions. And then, of course, at the end, we will summarize our talk today. And yeah, that'll be all. And first question to Maris, when was your last flight? Can you share it with us? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. So thank you so much, Maris and, and Yoro, for, for the opportunity. Really greatly appreciate it. Now, I think it was back in March and it was for the meeting space. And then it was during the time of um, when the COVID is starting to kind of evolve and we didn't know what it was. So my last time was uh, Abu Dhabi back in March last year. Yes. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah, I think it's a very good because everybody remembers in this time his last, I say, his last uh, travel. So thank you so much for joining, Anaris. Thank you. Um, thank you for your time. And perhaps before we dive into the topics, because I think we have lots of things to discuss. Um, say mm-hmm. 2021 and airlines. I think that combination is already a very challenging, a very challenging topic. Um, can you just share something about um, about yourself, uh, about your also? Um, about your position within the company and just a little bit of background that people know who you are. Okay, sure. Thank you so much. Um, so as I already mentioned, my name is Maris and um, I've actually come from, I was born in, in Latvia uh, and I lived there for uh, somewhat 20 odd years and the rest of the time I spent uh, mostly in the UK and also a little bit in Dubai and in Hong Kong as well. And then um, when I moved to UK, I went to university, studied tourism management so I really kind of my travel started really early on in, in my career and then I've moved and worked in uh, in horror for the Hong Kong tourism board as uh, and researching association business and and travel patterns and things so that's why I first came across all ECAN and mice um, acronyms and things and that's what essentially my my um, first job in in the mice industry and then from there on I've moved into uh, so I was there for four years or so and then I've um, I was approached and worked uh, Hills Balfour, which is a representation agency for Dubai business events. And I was uh, fortunate enough to help uh, set up uh, their office and worked with a Dubai in, in kind of elevating their brand presence in the UK and European market as well. So I was in that position for uh, uh, four or so years as well as a European mice manager as well. And that was very exciting times uh, for me as well. So, and then from there on, I've uh, um, I've moved into a mice uh, manager role within Etihad Airways, where I predominantly look after UK market, and also um, on other days I'll also assist my colleagues across Europe as well and globally on on, on the mice projects and advice and things. So, so yes, yeah, so my my experience I guess been always mice focused. Um, you know, in the destination marketing and incentives, events and conferences. So I think from an airline perspective, that's quite a unique position to to be in as well, and not many um, airlines have that uh, resource like myself, I guess, and. Um, and also been very fortunate to, in the last uh, year or so, also diversify my portfolio of knowledge and 
um, gain knowledge in the leisure market as well. So in, in the travel agencies and tour operators and things. So, yeah, so in my day-to-day activities are very much of, of helping companies to get the best um, access to the airfares and also connecting them to destinations like Abu Dhabi and work closely with the tourism boards and convention bureaus and uh, the MCs and hotels. So my role is very proactive and every day forever changing. And it's very much kind of a mice and group travel involved. So I hope okay. that's a... Okay, well, well, thank you so much for the for the, intro, the introduction. Um, as we already mentioned, uh, 2020 was especially for airlines, airports, and of course for other related people, also for our industry, travel industry, mice industry, extremely challenging year. And I think the people who are listening, um, it doesn't look that good as well, as unfortunately, for for, 20, uh, for 2021. As I'm speaking from the Netherlands, where we are in a full uh, in a full mm-hmm. lockdown. Um, can you can you explain something what Etihad has done because we're talking a lot about safety security and I've seen some updates coming by on on LinkedIn on those well as on your profile um, can you share some of the of the measurements um, that Etihad has taken in place to um, yeah we're not saying to give the guarantee but at least to give the people um, that flying is um, is safe because I think that's a huge issue. Yeah, so definitely the yeah, the 2020 has been one one incredible year for for, for everyone really. So as an airline, um, there's a number of things that uh, we have done in uh, over the last nine ten months. Um, so firstly, we really worked closely with the airport, Abu Dhabi airport as well, to make sure uh, that we have guidelines in place. So um, so we're starting on the aircraft. So we've made um, pretty much. Um, readjusted all our aircraft seats as well so it's it's a bit like anyone else done their gardening work as well so we've done a bit of a diy work inside of aircrafts as well done a painting decorating engine work there were lots of technical work and then uh, really done lots of testing in terms of implementation how the um the service might look like as well um, and also worked very closely with um, various other teams like our catering team as well making sure that when we are serving food is at the highest okay. standard of quality yeah and really at the best uh, and complies with the uh, ISO regulations. Um, we also worked very much closely with uh, Abu Dhabi Airport and authorities as well to making sure that when the guests disembark and then transit into other destinations or other aircrafts uh, or they arrive in Abu Dhabi, um, we've in- implemented things like uh, uh, voice-activated check-in desks as well, uh, self-sanitizing handrails. We also have implemented things like uh, where you go to the... Um, to elevators, all you have to do, you don't need to press any buttons, all you just have wave your hand and the elevator opens for you as well. So ah, there's okay. been lots of lots of technology innovations, you know. So you mean less standard. touch points, I mean, less, as, as, yeah, as, as though you don't need to touch as, as, uh, as possible. And, yeah, so very kind of, uh, you know, ball, you know, paperless experience as well. So really focused on sustainability. So everything is really at, at your at your fingerprints and just what you have on your, on your phone, like downloading an app. For check-in we've also implemented we have a really uh, vigorous um, information on our website as well about the for example when you are looking to to purchase a ticket you type in the details of which destination you're going to and that brings up all the all the things that you need to be aware mm-hmm. of um, or when traveling as well and we've also um, introduced uh, i think the only airline in the world is the etihad wellness ambassadors 
and there's our dedicated um, cabin crew that's being trained to essentially really to make everybody welcome and, and assure of the cleanliness procedures that are happening on, on the aircraft as well. And that's a big focus in ensuring that after each aircraft that arrives in our destinations gets cleaned thoroughly antibacterial thoroughly mm. and also we've very much focused on um things like HEPA filters as well to do, to really assure of the guests that every aircraft that we are um, flying has got HEPA filter uh, installed on aircraft essentially that means that that the air that you breathe on the aircraft it's almost as clean as you, what you get in the clinical surgery room in the hospital mm. so it's disinfects the air of 99.97 percent of any kind of bacteria so the chances of of contracting COVID is very 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 slim you know so that's one one of the 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 things that we've been really trying to to message and get across to 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 our customers that um that the flying is actually a safe experience and also ensuring that uh, you know the social distancing where possible on aircrafts as well um and yeah and working together across various airports and and and, and cabin crew and making sure that guest experience is is socially distanced where where possible as well and and a pleasant and and also we don't take anything away from the experience when you are on board as well you still get your meal on board as well uh, and um you know maybe you might not have a so often contact with our cabin crew but that's a little bit less now but mm-hmm. still ensuring that you still get an amazing experience uh, on board of aircraft as well um yeah, and other things that we've done, we've taken away all the magazines, which made you know aircrafts light as well. So there's not much paper, nothing to really to touch. Everything's on that screen, or everything's on the app as well. So hopefully, all these touch points have been have been improved. And uh, um, yes, mm-hmm. with our, with our wellness ambassadors and uh, guidelines and processes, hopefully that will help to stir some confidence in 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 our guests. Yeah, yeah, because I think there you mentioned in your last sentences an excellent point: confidence. Um, because I think a lot of people are, um, because they, yeah, because you are for a certain amount of time, of course, uh, very close to to other people, to the crew, but also to other to other passengers. Um, and so I, I think there is so people still have, I say, concerns perhaps to to um, to to travel. Um, how do you? So because you've been also very active the past years, or always been active, very on social media. So um, how can you say? regain or regain the trust with your um with your with your audience with with your network what have you done as a person or what have you done as a company to to remain in touch and to reassure there's their trust and that relationship so from the from the company side as well um our team has been fantastic so from the communications team airport team and we've been very fortunate having a regular communication on a weekly basis of what is happening with the company what the company is doing in terms of innovations and ensuring that our guests that as soon as they get to the airport they are you know feeling safe from cleanliness we've done a really really cool you know number of videos explaining the whole procedure of you know what the guests can expect when they get to the airport as well, and I can share the link later with you as well. Um, but also to on social media, kind of sharing any any articles and sharing also guest experiences, what they what they experience on on flying with Etihad as well. There's there's lots of content that we've been creating, and then also guidelines and and really kind of also travel sheets, kind of say okay from step one this is what you can expect, step two when you're on board this kind of thing you can expect as well. So really A to Z, really simple, easy messaging that people can. Um, can can understand and feel at ease when they when they are traveling as well, and that's I I've tried to very much support that for myself as well in terms of letting my networks know 
via email, via webinars, via conversations on social media, just really talking about things that it's, it's safe to travel. You know, we, we've also ensured that, um, you know, the, from airport emails, welcome. The, the, there's also not that many people are traveling essentially these days. So therefore, you'll find, you know, lots of people are sharing. It's actually quite empty. So probably the, it's, it's a good time to travel. Yeah. Um, and also the other things that we've done added value is, is things like, um, you know, flexible tickets, you know, changes and, you know, all those things that have been enhanced as well. So there's no, you know, we added insurance uh, as well. We've also paying for the COVID PCR tests in Abu Dhabi. So there's all these different steps to really to help and push the guests to travel and, and to acknowledge this. It is, is good to travel and it is safe to travel. And finally, also, it's in a lot of people's minds is the sustainability. So we've done lots of lots of innovations and investments with Airbus to make sure that our future aircrafts like the Dreamliners of 787 and we invest in biofuel facilities and really talking about those sustainability points where also guests can are able to carbon offset the AMARs should they wish to as well. So whilst the domestic cleanliness of aircraft has been really big focused, also the other things that feeling mm-hmm. good when you are traveling as well, we've been focusing very much on that. Yeah, yeah I think you're, I think ATART has done a lot of things put in place uh, during during this crisis to remain in touch and to put all the steps to reassure that traveling from from the step that they arrive at the airport in the aircraft um, is um, um, is safe. Um, what have you done on a personal level to to say to remain in touch? Because you normally we all we, and we we are so used to go to trade shows, to events, to yeah. and to, <laughs> we all we all miss it having we're all desperate to go to go out. So what have you done? I say on uh, on a personal level to 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 stay in touch with your um, with your audience, with your peers, or potential clients, yeah. or even new clients. Yes, I mean, the, the number one thing has for me has been really it's good old phone call, just calling up people, WhatsApping people and say, hi, how are you? And then just um, checking checking in with people, just saying, hey, how, how are you doing? And and the, secondly was really on, on the like LinkedIn. So sharing messages, engaging people, dropping them, dra- dropping them a note and then seeing how they how they how they are and how they're doing. And and really just finding a stories that might be of, of interesting um to people and that they want to maybe talk about as well. Um, and the other ones, a number of webinars and seminars where I've participated as, as a guest, just kind of seeing, you know, and, and also helping with number of DMCs and destinations who've done their own webinars and sharing their content and talking and really focusing on positive stories. Mm-hmm. So the travelers, how important is travel for the local communities and, and animals and even like the Afri- you know, destinations that need that cultural exchange. You know, so talking really, finding a positive angles and different stories, and uh, and also I've been kind of volunteering um, last few, you know, last couple of months as well for an aviation charity as well to raise the profile of, of and helping to raise funds for those people who have lost jobs that went to aviation. They might not be high speed pilots, but they are, you know, luggage handlers or cabin crew as well. So really, just supporting and seeing what can I do to raise awareness of positive travel, of sustainability. What can I do? Who can I help to really invigorate the, the, you know, the desire for travel? How else, what can I do to change people's mind and attitude? And also I've actually written, I forgot to mention, a blog on, which is on my LinkedIn profile of how the travel, what the travel is going to look like when you fly again. Mm-hmm. And then there's loads 
lots of lots of articles and lots of summaries of different things that we as an editor have what we have done but that might be quite an interesting one to look at so i've done what i can to really raise awareness in a positive light that travel is safe no, I, I can't wait to travel <laughs> to you know in, in whenever it's possible and governments allow us yeah of course of course yeah but i think all the people who are here on the call are related with the, either with the events or with the vice industry so i think we're all eager to to go back say to, to go back to, to travel but i think it's what you really say is really important um because our industry has is facing so many challenges has faced and will face another um, number of challenges that will come so i think it's very important what you said is first of all is to remain positive and to to be active and to and also to share your support um to show, okay, I'm here, what can I do for you? And also to raise awareness for our mm -hmm. entire industry, because I think that's also really, um, really, really necessary. Um, mm -hmm. Can you share, because uh, we're now in 2021, um, uh, I can't even imagine that it's only the 21st of January, I have the feeling it's already, <laughs> so we're already months and months ahead. Mm -hmm. um, can you share something about the plans um, that AT Hub has um, for the for the future, can you also perhaps share some insights about the travel app that has been installed? Yes, thank you. Um, I mean, the, the plans really, it's uh, much of our teams are, are working closely with a number of, of, of governments really on, on, you know, monitoring when those destinations are being open potentially. So it's, it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation. So airlines are, you know, many airlines are ready to fly. They have the cabin crew, got the aircraft that we are, you know, ready to go essentially. But the, obviously it's, it's the, the government's you know, outside of our comfort zone, that we there's sometimes there's no influence. Whenever the governments are ready, say right, we are ready to open in borders. Yes, we are able to to fly. It's but most of it is just a communicating between the airlines and destinations where and how many people we can travel. You know, an example of being China, for example, the, you know, the domestic travel is opening, is booming, and the GDP is growing. So that's a very very positive sign. So again, once the borders open, then that's you know great to be connecting and traveling again. Um, this only this week I'll find out that Seychelles are opening in mid-March for travel as well. They're hoping to vaccinate all the, all the um, all the community. So that means essentially when you arrive, you are free to enjoy your holiday as well, providing you have a PCR test as well. So it's monitoring conversations, and 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 our team are doing a great job into kind of finding out what's what's happening, and. And to answer your second question, you mentioned as well about to really, which I think will be a game changer for for all of us, is is because uh, predominantly people's concern is like, you know, is it safe to travel? What do I do with PCR tests and all these ifs and buts mm -hmm. and uncertainty questions? And we've actually one of the very few airlines that are actually trialing already. Uh, I think called IATA Travel Pass, and essentially it's what it is. It's almost like open source uh, verifying test data app that brings all the data, for example, you go to the hospital today and you get tested and all the information gets uploaded onto the app that gets shared to the airline and also to the um, also to the government as well. So when you are traveling, it will provide you with the latest updates and it's, it, it basically shows you like a green pass that you're able to travel with no mm -hmm. yeah. issues, no complications as well. So that takes a lot of worry of people's minds what happens, what if, what that, and what this. So, and in addition, IATA is also um, innovating really cool things like IATA Tamatic, which is uh, also helps with all the visa applications. Well, it's all on the app itself. And it's also IATA One ID, essentially means that you can travel to the airport. You don't need a passport. All you need is, is oh. it's, it's a link to your, your iris, scans your eye, and there's no, it's a paperless passport. 
travel experience. Again, it's assuring the guests it's easy travel and easing them in. You don't need to forget about this because everything is already either on your app and it's all done and you know that you're safe to travel, you know the regulations before you leave the home. Yeah, okay. I think that's say, really, really, really interesting because, like you said, if you forget your passport or or we used to go to, in the Netherlands, we have an institution where you get all the vaccines, but that's in a, in a, in a book, in a booklet. If you forget the booklet, you cannot enter mm-hmm. or there are issues. So I think it's good that everything is now digitalized. Uh, I think the process should have been done already previously, but some mm, things, yes. therefore I said the pandemic sometimes comes in a good say. Uh, also brings good things out of it that we um, speed up the digital digitization process. Mm-hmm. So I think that's mm-hmm. uh, um, it's really great. So you, so Etihad is using the app. Uh, are there any other airlines also uh, using it or will implement it, or do you think it will be? Uh... It be um, well at the moment. We it's in the currently on a trial process, and uh-huh. I believe there's another. I think potentially British Airways, what I've read as well, and I think Emirates is in other airlines. So I think there's a couple of airlines as well um, that are trialing at the moment as well. And all I foresee as well, in order to assure the guests as well, I think there'll be a wider, wider adoption. Because the, the key thing that stops people traveling is that uncertainty. Can yeah. I, what's, what are the regulations? What about if it changes? So the purpose of that is also going to be lots of other benefits of notifications, you know, real-time notifications. If my COVID, you know, borders are shut, whatever. So it'll be real-time notifications that were able to assist you and help the airline governments and, and really kind of having a, that peace of mind more than anything else. That's like, yeah, I have this up and I'm safe to travel. So whether it's also might involve other future vaccinations and things as well, we don't know yet, but it's currently on trial process and we hopefully it's trial goes well, we can implement it and um, yeah, and launch it to, to yeah. the wider audiences. Yeah. And when do you think you're able, say, when do you think that travel will, will be opening up? I mean, of course, we will be one of the first perhaps who will jump on a plane, but, but, but when do you think, um, well, when do you think group travels, do you have already book, bookings for group travels or incentive travels for, for this year? And then you, don't, so you don't need to mention the name, but the dates to give an indication. Yeah. When do you think it will be, will be recovering? Because I think that's also a question that a lot of people say, when, 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 when? when <laughs> oh, such a it's such a it's such a yeah such a good question and difficult one to to answer it. I mean, it depends really on destination by destination. For example, you know, with um, um, with destinations like the Maldives, we had some small travel. I would probably call it maybe almost like family group travel um, when the borders were open and when we didn't have the lockdown in the UK. So we had some travel to there as well. But there's definitely a, a, an interest and demand on on more towards a Q4 of this year for the expo. Um, and we also have some bookings for the, you know, things like the Olympics and uh, the, you know, the, there's also discussions at the line store. So there are a number of events that sporting events, especially, I think, I believe those could happen much more quicker or depending really whether they, the, the events were to go ahead as well. But there's definitely pent up demand from the sports, from the entertainment uh, areas of, of, Wishing to wishing to travel as well, um, and some of the events that we've had confirmed already, you know, for, for this year, unfortunately, we had to move them for the length of year as well. So there haven't been that many cancellations where people said, "I want to cancel." There's been more postponements or or a postponement, yet another postponement as well. So it's a six months into the future as well, and should all be well, we might actually find out that the last quarter of this year might be quite a busy one because of the various events and you know vaccination process that hate taking place as well. 
So it's, it, I think it depends really on how the vaccination goes and how governments are willing to open their borders and depending on the number of apps that happen as well. But slowly, 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 but uh, realistically to kind of, you know, until demand, what we saw in 2019 might not be for another couple of years, I believe. But that's my personal, personal opinion. So it's slowly, slowly, slowly. Once, you know, destinations open, slow by slow by slow. And once we see people traveling and reporting back on the experience, which I think is a key to kind of, you know, assure people whether it's been on a fan trip. So how does my experience look like? Do I feel at ease? So then you can go back to, I think, you know, fan trips in our industry have been very important in my to say, okay, this is the experience and I can report back to the to my hotels or clients and this how it looks and this how so you kind of have to experience it yourself as an agent type i guess yeah yeah that's true that's true but yeah we, um, we can only guess what what happens in the future but i think we're all eager to uh, to say to go back to to traveling and i think this year and uh, again i think it will be another another challenging year but i think q3 q4 is more realistic q1 and q2 as of a prime minister said in a very, very Dutch straightforward way that um, until the end of March, um, um, international travel mm-hmm. is, is dis, well, this not disencouraged, she said it in a stronger way. Um, so I don't think, I don't think, um, yeah, for Q1 and also Q2, even if you would travel, you also have the quarantine rules. Mm-hmm. And I think that also is mm-hmm. a is a big issue why people are not traveling because they don't want to, they want to go on holiday, but they don't take, um, they don't want to go two weeks or prior or mm. after their stay in quarantine. I think that also plays a, a big role. Mm. Um, Definitely. So, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with the, with the quarantine rules. So once those ones can be eliminated, and hopefully with the with this particular IR to travel pass, that thing could change the, you know, if the governments get assured as well and people get assured as well, airlines get assured as well. And hopefully with all this, you know, innovation, technology innovation, we're able to, you know, open and start traveling soon. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, as we are approaching so almost the 30 minutes, is there anything else that you would like to, that you would like to share, even from, say, from a business perspective from Etihad or also on a personal perspective? Because I saw... Um, I saw your social media challenge from Sabrina also coming by that you were changing your your rhythm and um, anything else that you would like to share for the people because I think we all need perspective and positivity so um, anything you'd like to share or add and uh, yeah I mean from the work side of things I think just looking you know where you are and think what can I do really to change my business or look what kind of segments can I diversify in I'll just give you an example. We've just uh, actually last week we launched a, a new campaign, Kids Fly Free. Essentially, what we're trying to do is is help families with children to to fly free to Abu Dhabi and Dubai in March, April, later this year, uh, which we haven't previously done. So really looking at kind of opportunities on terms of promotion or tapping into other opportunities that can allow you to to tap into new travel um, segments potentially. And the other one as well, I had a conversation this morning as well of with one of the business uh, companies. And looking at local your local area and working with the Chamber of Commerce and seeing what kind of trade can we do with this destination? Can there's event opportunity there might be happening? What are they exporting? So just kind of looking at local your community and looking at Chamber of Commerce, I think, because they they I'm sure they have a lot of companies that kind of potentially might be looking at 
exporting business opportunities, be it into the UK or be it in the hills, and else how else you can offer your advice or piggyback on them to help drive your knowledge, consultancy experience, and and into other destinations. So, yeah. Um, so that's kind of on, on the work side and my personal side of, you know, I've been on, on furlough and, and fortunately, you know, company uh, has looked after and um, I kind of do my 15 hours a week. And besides that, I've really been kind of focusing on, on changing my kind of lifestyle and, and I've been waking up early and I've been learning a language. I've joined a started uh, an online MBA program as well, which I'm really loving as well and gives me access to another network of people and then helps me to push myself out of the comfort zone. Um, and I've started learning Arabic as well as some language I've always wanted to, never had a chance as well. And it's, it's you know, like, right, let's let's learn it. Let's put ourselves a deadline of three months. And also, I think for me, it's been a meditation and kind of being more at peace and mindfulness and, and really using my five minutes a day in the morning and the evening to really kind of <clears throat> look at, calm down and then just really look at Zen yourself, as you, as you would say as well. And of course, I think of looking at my own workout routines and just really keeping your chaos help engaged, going out for a walk in the fresh air and doesn't have to be anything too crazy and just to kind of get yourself active, positive and talk to your neighbor. You know, when you meet people in a park, say hello, comment on their shoes and just really be engaging and looking out looking and, and feeling positive and then embracing that positivity on, on other people, I think. So that's what I've kind of been trying to do and kind of push yourself out, out there when, you know, don't, think negative think positive and, and and help other people where you can through charity or donating anything that you might not need anymore so yeah, mm, yeah. well I think you've been despite the furlough I think you've been very active um learning Arabic I've, to be honest I've tried it as well because I've lived um I've lived in Morocco where I also trying to learn Arabic I can say it's it's not <laughs> it's a challenge <laughs> but um and also doing online mba and working on say and also working on your health and changing your routine so you can say that you really say are an example of how you can use your time of course it all depends mm -hmm. of course on your on your mental health and well-being which we discussed okay. in the previous week but still of course it's it's also about your mindset and using some people have time some people don't because also people have some of course challenges with having their families at home and and homeschooling so i understand this is not for everyone but at least to give like you said say hello on the street and um, mm -hmm. give something back so very simple things and and helping other people to cheer up their day because they might be in a very difficult or other position than uh, than you are so i would say thank you so much for your for your interview thank i'm you. just i don't think there were any questions Diaro. Um, no we then, don't have any question but i think you mentioned yesterday during the recall that you've you have some ideas on or you've mentioned that there might be some changes in the incentive programs from your perspective do, do you agree on that uh yes i mean with what we've seen in, in, in center market as well, I think it's, we might not see the typical groups, you know, just the boys or girls going on, on incentive groups. So I think we might start seeing more in terms of family incentives. So as a company's incentivizing and, and companies realizing that the time with families are very important and, and perhaps they use almost like a holiday incentive um, for, for companies to incentivize people to have spend that precious time together that they might have not had. Um, I've also seen a trend of, of companies offering, you know, kind of individual experiences, again, whereby they're not being able to travel. So it might be staycation, maybe they, they might go to a luxury hotel 
um, somewhere nearby, and then they get to spend a weekend with um, with with um, with their loved ones as well. And I'm also seen be offering as um, travel vouchers, so whereby you know company uploads um, a travel voucher, and that can be redeemed at whenever the the client wants to go. So we might see much more individual uh, incentives that people might uh, are able to um, take part in as well. And another trend I've seen is, is kind of interest in, in more kind of um, wellness, yoga, lifestyle um, incentives and golf has been another one as well. Um, what we've seen actually increase in, in terms of bookings or people's asking about the golf incentives, whereby they can spend the day with a partner, go play golf, because so totally socially distanced. So those kind of we've seen a little bit more coming on the horizon. So wellness, well-being, sustainability um, elements as well, well, golf to some, so, some extent as well. I think that's really interesting. Uh, I think also, indeed, like what you said, um, to, it makes us realize to make perhaps different different choices. And also because there's also a younger generation coming into the workforce. I think that's also something we need to take in, sort of take in consideration because they're much more value driven than, and then say, than our generation or the older generation um, is. Um, so I think, yeah, it would be the trends. It was already predicted sustainability, but also from the incentive side, interesting to, to hear your interesting to hear your thoughts. Um, Jaro, any other questions that you yes, have? There was, one, <laughs> there was one question regarding sustainability and you know all the ecological issues that airlines may face. So what's the approach in general of the airlines or at the in particular? Um, so we as, an, we as an airline, um, actually, if you let's start with Abu Dhabi. So when you land in Abu Dhabi, we we have um, a city called Mazdar City. And the Mazdar City is all about future innovation, about sustainability. Um, um, and so they almost created like a whole city without um, any carbon footprint. Or that's what they're aiming to do as well. Yeah. And next to that, they have... Uh, um, a man-made lake where they grow salicornia seaweed that's used to produce the biofuel. So no animals are hurt or anything else. It's locally produced and used uh, for flights. So we already done uh, two flights, I think, last year. One was actually to Brussels, I believe, on, on our Dreamliner, or we call it Greenliner. So, so using really innovations in biofuels that we can we can produce locally, but also looking at things, uh, working in partnership with a number of universities and also Airbus uh, themselves. Uh, and and Boeing and and to really do test flights and saying okay how do we take off more efficiently how do we land more efficiently and looking at various number of things that what could say help so fuel on board of aircraft things that we also have done we've done um, completely green flight as well with no plastic on board so everything was sustainable yeah. materials and paper and things um, and that's that's got a really really good positive traction as well. But I think the, the key challenge is, is as well is the innovation that comes from supplier chain of producing biodegradable plastic. So we we dependable of supplier chains providing those elements and details, you know. But all, that's one. The secondly, it's it's really really expensive to have something that's you know biodegradable paper or even glass, which is really heavy because heavy heavy things on aircraft means consuming more fuel. So you kind of might save on one side, you might save the other side. So there's lots, constantly lots of innovations and developments and conversations are happening with the governments. Yes, of course, we could have, you know, plastic free flights and everything else, but would the guests pay for the premium, you know, um, um, premium services? Okay, you're going to have completely uh, plastic free flight, but you will have to pay a thousand pounds instead of maybe 300 pounds. Will people pay for that? 
possibly know. So there's constantly, you know, we're looking at adjusting it in small increments and in small increments. We've taken the paper um, magazines out of every aircraft, so everything's on the apps itself as well. We've also taken some of the TV screens on, on board of aircraft on our short-haul flights as well, so saving tons of tons of um, luggage and uh, kilos a year as well. So that everything's on the app. On or, or iPad itself as well. So there's small, small steps that uh, airlines are making, and I'm talking from Etihad's perspective as well, and also introducing much more for your location aircrafts like Boeing um, 787. So yeah, so it's 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 lots lots to be done yet, but of course you know trying to make steps uh, as many as you can, and and also we've just introduced a carbon offsetting scheme as well for the guests. So when they are travelling, they can choose to carbon offset their um, carbon emissions. Mm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I say, yeah. I'd say I was not. Uh, I was not aware. I remember that you were posting something about the pla first plastic-free flight. I remember mm -hmm. that. Um, but yeah. I say, to be honest, I was not aware that so many say, innovations were at the backside of I'm saying producing more sustainable, mm -hmm. more sustainable flights. Um, I think that we have time for one more question. Um, Jaro, do you have anything else that you would like that you would like to ask? <laughs> so actually, I have a one question. Do you have in your mind any new emerging markets for Etihad? New emerging markets. I mean, I'm not in a network planning, but what I can see is is I mean, the destinations where we don't currently fly is, is the the Eastern Europe. So potentially that could be a market. But I. I believe there'll be Africa. I think the Africa is is if you look at in terms of um, you know COVID cases, they have not had many. But if you look on on fintech side as well and and payment technology, how they over you know they they kind of leapfrog lots of technologies that we had as well. And I think the Africa will be interesting to see in terms of the GDP growth as well. They've got the healthy population and they have lots of fintech companies that are investing as well. And China is investing into roads and things as well. So in terms of for as a content, as a destination to travel to as well, but also kind of exchange. If you look at the music, if you look at the food elements as well, you might not see that many, but it's it's merging slowly, slowly, slowly. And you know, you, once the music starts, entertainment, and I think there's also look at CNN. They created a channel as well, and and I think that that's potentially a growth market if you're looking for incentives or or originating market as well. So beyond China and India, of course. Yeah. Of course. Thank you, Maris. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Yes. Go ahead. No, no, I was thinking of whether Lois would like to have a uh, would like to ask a question. <laughs> no, because you you're taking so many notes, so I guess you might have one. <laughs> uh, okay. That was good to me. People are interested. What means that our say our questions are say are uh, are all are all covered. I think it's time for for wrap uh, say for wrap up. And Maris, would you like to say anything before before we close the say before we close the, the conversation? If they have any questions or um, where they can where they can go to. Um, yeah, if they have any questions, just connect with me on on LinkedIn. Uh, and if you have anything specifically, more than happy to answer those on there um, as well. So yes, but I think it's. Thank you so much for the opportunity and i think there's a, the whilst we have lots and lots of challenges in place um i think there's the lots of positive signs as well and um you know looking at what the airline industry have done the airports and working in partnership with with IATA and, and the government i think there's, there's definitely the 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 you know the terms of experiences and innovations technology i think is so so exciting um 
but just yeah, we just have to wait the bright when the time is right. We're able to um, yeah, to travel and enjoy the new destinations and um, do the charity work that we need, education things. So the travel is such an important thing to kind of turn economy around. We need people coming in and going and to you know to help build the back the events and build back the travel industry and to help opening people's minds and seeing the places i think so 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 important mm. oh yes definitely definitely so yes you're welcome you're welcome great to have you and and even um despite we had a preparation call i've also learned as i also learned new things today during during our conversation so thank you so much um Maris. thank you so much Jaro. but most important of course to all our listeners um, thank you so much for joining. We have every week on Thursday at 1 p.m. We have our weekly B2B influencer marketing chat series. If you can't join or you had to or you came in later, you can find all our previous editions, um, which are up to now five, uh, 15 about influencer marketing. You can find them on uh, on a podcast, and you will get the link um, in the in the confirmation mail. We have also interesting upcoming speakers. Um, next, we will talk all about incentives. Together with Robert, we also have Karina Bauer from the IMAX group um, coming up. So we have lots of interesting topics. So stay tuned. Otherwise, we'll see you next week or connect with us on, on our podcast. So thank you so much for, for joining and uh, see you next week. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.